Today on the Nerd Outcast podcast, we talk about The Legend of Zelda. Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Chris Bashan, and we're going to talk about the entire... Legend of Zelda series. We're going to do a deep dive on all things Zelda, except for some of the weird spin-off games. We've done this before. We did a we did a couple episodes on the heroes of Final Fantasy and then the villains of Final Fantasy. We did a series on uh, video game music. So now we're turning our attention uh, on Zelda. So this is a little different from our for- normal format. I've got a series of uh, questions here I'm going to throw to my Zelda experts. And joining me today are Christian Masonic, Dan Schiffmacher, Jeremy Connie, and John Luce, all regulars on the show all Nintendo fans and uh, I think we're going to find out a lot about who likes what in the Legend of Zelda so gentlemen thank you all for joining me in this time of isolation and pandemic I can't think of a better time to talk about the Legend of Zelda (laughs) absolutely (laughs) Uh, so here we go your first question and you all are aware of these questions but here's your first one does Zelda work better in 2D or 3D um, I have some thoughts on this. Uh, yeah. I think it works uh, way better in 3D. I mean nothing against the 2D games, which are largely very, very good. I, I don't know how well the first two hold up, but certainly Link to the Past is a masterpiece. Uh, Link Between Worlds is great, too. Oracle of Ages seasons, love them. But I think ultimately, the you know, Zelda is so much a game about the freedom of exploration, of being, you know, a little kid going on an adventure. And I just think a 3D world that um, where it really, you know, that moment you you played Ocarina of Time for the first time and it really felt like you could go everywhere. It felt, you know, like a, a true forest and, and field and castle. Like it, going from screen to screen, I think, was a technical limitation at the time. And they did beautifully with it. But I think this is... All what they always probably deep down wanted was a true adventure, Lord of the Rings style cinematic experience. I think you only get that with the 3D games. Yeah, I think that. So I grew up only playing the 2D games, and I'll just I'll just front load this at the beginning of the podcast. My first 3D Zelda game <laughs> was Twilight Princess. So, Ooh, <laughs> sorry. Nice start. Thank you for your <laughs> thank you for your honesty, Dan. Uh, thank you. I didn't play Ocarina of Time until it came until I had it on the 3DS. That was my first time playing Ocarina of Time. Um, so I didn't have that wow moment. I played all I had, I did, it was the systems that I had. I only had the 2d games. And I think now where we're standing, I think they're very different things. Like, I feel like it, my answer was, I, it works great in 2d, but it, it finally works great in 3d with breath of the wild. I feel like that exploration, that, that, that whole, whole thing kind of, they finally got to it in Breath of the Wild where you could just do anything, go anywhere, but you still have that lore. But then, like, a 2D Zelda game is very different as far as, like, you know, puzzles and, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I grew up playing the 2D games. I love the 2D games, but I love what they did with the 3D uh, Breath of the Wild stuff. May I, just to follow up real quick with you, Dan, mm-hmm. if Twilight Princess was your first 3D Zelda, what was your first Zelda experience? Uh, Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. I was like five, uh, I think, four uh, or five. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, what about you? You know, I I thought this was a really interesting question to tackle. Thinking of back 
to like uh, looking at all the Zelda games I loved and, and why I love each one of them. Uh, I, my answer is 3D, mostly because of Breath of the Wild. I think they, they did a great job imagining all the things that you can do in a Zelda game and just ramped them up in a way that like it is a great experience. Uh, if, if we didn't have that, it would be a really interesting balance because I love Wind Waker, Ocarina of Time, but I also love Link to the Past and A Link Between Worlds. Uh, I think having a third dimension gives you a lot of opportunity in puzzle solving. And I think Christian's right in that it definitely feels much more, like the adventure feels much more palpable when you are running around in a perspective that is very similar to your perspective as a human being. I think there's an emotional context there and connection that just isn't as strong in a 2D game. It feels much more like you're looking at a screen, whereas a 3D Zelda game, it looks like I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I think that lends to a better experience. They've gotten way better at it, and I think that's, that's marvelous. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope that they keep making 3D games and 2D games. I think they're both good. If I had to choose, it would be 3D. Mm -hmm. John, what's, what's your thought on this? Oh well, uh, as <laughs> as an as an extremely elderly millennial, um, thank you. I'm with you on that. By I, the way, uh, I think there's extraordinary games in both 2D and 3D. Um, I think it took them a long time to figure out 3D. I think two there's a much higher hit rate with their 2D games. Mm. I mean, their very mm -hmm. first game out of the gate was extraordinary um, in 2D. Um, and just the rhythm and the flow of those games is pretty extraordinary. I think as great as Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask are, it's still uh, the 3D controls become uh, kind of another character in the game. It's another puzzle element to kind of figure out sometimes with camera angles and such. And Twilight Princess with the Wii and the sensors, uh, the, uh, the sensor remote and all that. It, 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 it makes... Uh, it took them a while to figure out how to have a seamless 3D experience. They absolutely crushed it with Breath of the Wild. Um, and I think, I hope they do continue to make 3D games because that's just the world we live in now. Um, but I think all the things we love about Zelda uh, were discovered and fostered and explored in 2D. So um, I think uh, it's very, 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 very close. But I think 2D has been... Um, more successful with them in the long run than 3D. Mm. Though I still want 3D. I want more Breath of the Wilds, of course. Yeah. Um, this was a question. This this question originally got posed in our Mario podcast way back when, and we kind of landed on the former that 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 Mario thrives better in 2D than in 3D. Not that the 3D games are bad, mm -hmm. but that he he you know he benefits from 3D. Um, but whether that necessarily means they're better especially for like specific mario gameplay was kind of up for discussion um so yeah it's a very interesting i think we all know where sonic lands i mean we we're talking about this before <laughs> we started recording um what were you gonna say dan well so mario is interesting because odyssey did a really cool mix of the two like odyssey has like mm -hmm. the the free roaming st 3d stuff but then like mm -hmm. you're jumping into a wall and you're in a in a 2d game for a minute like yeah. i thought that was a really cool way to do that and there still like 
getting that nostalgia from people, you know, having those like 2D moments where you go into a pipe and you're 2D for like five minutes and then you jump out. So that was interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I, did that. I, I would have loved to see actually more of that in Odyssey. That was really fun. Yeah, it, what I think is interesting is, and I, I would probably agree that even though I myself have more fondness for the 3D Marios, I, I think Super Mario 64 is the best Mario. But I probably <laughs> would agree that 2D, just with the precision that you're able to do with that kind of platforming, that feels like where Mario is meant to exist. Um, you know, when I say that I think that the 3D Zeldas are what Zelda always kind of wanted to be, Mario's not that. Mario had Mario didn't need to be anything other than what it was. It was doing fun. Make 3D games too, but there was no there didn't seem like Mario had any aspirations to do anything more than be the perfect 2D platformer. There's no plot that in, in can, a Mario game that like right. you really needed to see visual. I don't really feel like I am this plumber. <laughs> yeah. I got to I really need to see everything he sees from all angles. I want a hyper realistic Mario adventure. Like photorealistic. <laughs> He's just in Brooklyn fixing pipes. <laughs> nothing, uh, nothing magical. They did that in the 90s, right? <laughs> All right? They did. They did. That's, that's a whole nother discussion. Let's, let's bring it back to Zelda. Here's your next question um, Who is the best character not named Link, Ganon, or Zelda? I trust we can't say like Sheik. Or... You could say oh. Sheik. You could I, say... Was, well, I thought that was I... definitely on the table. Sorry, okay. you said Sheik and I thought Impa. Nope, Sheik, Sheik is off the table, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I was like, Spoiler by, the letter of, by the letter of it, you could even say Ganondorf since you said Ganon, not Ganondorf. Yeah, you know what Ooh. I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> but I, would, I was like, that's never going to happen. I, I'm not going to choose him. He is cool, though. Uh, I want to I wanna throw it out there for my main man, Hestu. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the chubby he, Korok, all right. <laughs> he's great. He just has uh, he added such a great levity to the story in Breath of the Wild. Uh when like I never I never stopped him from shaking his maracas. I never skipped that. It was it was hilarious. Oh man, I totally forgot about him. He sends you on the quest for Korok poop too. So That's right. That's you know? yep, they are shiny golden Korok poops. Yeah, because I got I did not. I completed everything in that game but collecting all the Korok seeds. I just I don't have that kind of time. Um oh, God, so I no. didn't interact with Hestu all that much. Like I really didn't get all that many. Like I got enough to so it could have a few weapons, but I was still stuck with like three like bow slots. Like I was really did not uh, have as much Hestu interaction as I should have. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Hmm. I mean, I think I bare minimum upgraded each one like four or five times. Oh, yeah. I didn't get close to that. I pro- I did swords probably even maybe more than four or five times. I didn't upgrade anything else. With I, f- them. I feel he's kind of the tingle replacement. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, I, Breath of the Wild is so massive, I'm actually not sure if tingle is in the game or not. So... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tingle, Tingle gets kind of split up between. Well, no, their Beetle was in Wind Waker, right? Yes, Beetle's in Wind Waker and yep. yeah. and Skyward and yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, my other guests, what's your what's your answer on this? Um, okay, so before I give my answer, I just want to give a just quick shout out to my honorable mentions. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Groose from mm. Skyward Sword, mm. Rivali from Breath of the Wild. Uh, Saria from Ocarina of Time, 
and Coffee and Andrew from Majora's Mask. So those are my honorable mentions. That's a lot of honorable mentions. <laughs> you I really know. do. There was so many. <laughs> Jesus. But my favorite character not named Link Ganon or Zelda in, in uh, Legend of Zelda is Skull Kid. Um, oh, great. I love it. Good choice. You'll remember him from yeah, Ocarina and Twilight Princess. He's in both of those, but obviously Majora's Mask, he's the central antagonist, but you end up really feeling for him. I just love that kind of – I love the whole lore of the Lost Woods and how, like, if you're a kid and you get lost there, you become a Skull Kid. But if you're an adult, you turn into a Stalfos. Like, it's a whole weird, creepy, and, like, with this, like, kind of impish, you know, elfin-type figure. I just think he's a lot of fun. And I want him to come back. Come, why isn't he in Breath of the Wild? Come on. That's some, I forgot no. I forgot how the Lost Woods has, like, a real creepy Pinocchio vibe to it. Absolutely. Know? It's really yeah. creepy. Remember that, like, the the foreman's son who yeah. gets, like, lost in there yeah. and then, I guess, dies. Like, yeah. Like, it's messed up. It's it's horrible. Um, John, John, what's your answer? Uh, I was actually going to say Skull Kid as well. Ooh. Because uh, I'll, I'll like he just I think really stands out in it, um, especially in Majora's Mask. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a really cool, pivotal, unique character that is different from everything. Like it's different, but it really fits uh, the world. Um, but I'll also give a shout out to Epona. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. I was thinking about Epona. Uh, just I think that relationship with the horse is just so beautiful, and it adds this layer of just kind of. Um, bucolic um, friendship. That's not a phrase. I don't know what that means. Uh, it works. <laughs> it just, it really elevates the the sense of like, like what you said earlier, uh, Christian, like the being a kid and going out into the world and exploring like these forests mm-hmm. and these, these pastures. Like Epona is a great sidekick for that. Absolutely. Um, and then I also just want to give a shout out to uh, the old man in the original Legend of Zelda who says, uh, uh, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Yes. I mean, he's just a badass. He says two lines and he's in a cave, but he's a badass. Uh, and, I, and then, oh, go ahead. I just, I like the idea that it seemed like in Breath of the Wild, the character who ended up being revealed to be the king of Hyrule, it first seemed like the the old man seeing him for the first, like it was, he's the yeah. first guy you interact with. I think he gives you your first weapon. Yeah. I felt like they finally brought that character back after 30 years. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> a funny parallel. That's I never yeah. really thought about that. And then I also just want to give a shout out to all the townspeople in Ocarina of Time because they're all just absurd, ridiculous. Yes. Dan, I see you. It looks like you're taking copious notes. <laughs> oh, what's your answer you've got, got that, the, that the Zelda encyclopedia with me and i was just looking through all so you know the character i was trying to see if my answer is the uh, is the owl uh if they have a name i it, it just see it as owl he's in mm-hmm. link's awakening he's also in uh i don't know where ocarina of time right and then i don't know mm-hmm. yeah um you know he, yeah. he's uh yeah, he's... he's he, he guides that's like kind of one of the more memorable uh, for me, otherwise, like there's some like um, wacky. I mean, each each game has some wacky characters. I, I remember the most like the some of the Link's Awakening stuff. But um, yeah, I think the Owl is, is for me. Yeah. He guides you on your on your quest. Yeah, and what's cool, yeah. So his, his name is uh, Kaipora Gaibora. I think he's maybe first named that in Ocarina and Link, Link's Awakening. I think they just call him Owl. But you meet him as a human in Skyward Sword. 
where he's the headmaster of the school and Zelda's father. Oh, um, right. So that's like his origin. I like that they kind of show, because there was already implications that he had been a human that got turned into an owl. Oh, okay. And you see him in his human form. We still don't know how he got made an owl. But... <laughs> yeah, interesting. Didn't know that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw a shout out for Giraham, just because Love him. it's... Oh, it's oh, oh, oh. I do think Skull... What I think, a weirdo. It's What a weird character. I mean, it, <laughs> it, I was not taken with Giraham the first time I played Skyward Sword, but upon replaying the game a few times, I do actually really like the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like his design and his just over-the-top, mm-hmm. almost Kefka-like flamboyancy. Yeah. And he's, got a, he's got a Frieza vibe. Almost. He does have a Frieza sure. vibe. Um, sure. And Skull Kid has a Majin Buu vibe i was just thinking about that um (laughs) (laughs) but uh i also love that gearham is is literally like the counterpart to fee like he's a sword you know for demise and you don't really find that out till the very end of the game spoiler alert uh so i thought i i don't know i just really enjoyed gearham definitely uh let's what about the great deku tree no one wants to give some love to the mm-hmm. to the big talking tree he's also really cool king of red lions i realize we forgot too there's so many characters there's a lot of characters but we have to move on <laughs> um so what is the best weapon that is not the master sword um okay um so the answer is the hook shot because the hook shot is so yes. perfect yeah it like, gets you all- Everything the bow does, but you're not going to run out of arrows, and you're hanging off walls. Come on. It's perfect. It also is the weapon, I think, that best translates from 2D to 3D. Mm. It's great in 2D, and it's amazing in 3D. Yeah. That was the one. That was the one weapon. Like when they pushed, when they pushed the game into 3D, it was like, are they going to do the hook shot? Are they going? They're, no, they're not going to do the hook shot, are they? And they totally did the hook shot, and they did it really well. They don't have it in Breath of the Wild though, because I no. feel like it would make it too easy. But I it miss would, it. yeah, it ruins the whole climbing thing. Yeah. Well, I thought the uh, they did it really good with Skyward Sword with the double hook shot. That was a cool. Yes, that was. Awesome. That was a yeah. cool. But yeah, hook shot's my answer too. Um. John, was your answer the hook shot? Is that everybody's? Did anybody answer the hook shot? Unanimous. Yeah. I mean, that's that 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 is the correct. There are answers other than that for fun. I'm sport, I'm, I'm gonna but... I'm gonna throw out a not a hook shot answer. I'm mm-hmm. gonna throw out. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this again from Skyward Sword, the beetle that you shoot that you can control. Okay, I, is that a weapon? Because I had that down for my non-weapon item. I didn't you, know if you can actually hurt people with that. You can pick up bombs and drop them on people. So okay, the we'll beetle is awesome. The beetle um, is really cool. But it's also just like, it's kind of the only thing that justifies the Wii remote. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, like, it is a really cool gameplay mechanic, that, and I think they the, it showcases it really well. And there's not any other Zelda game that really has anything like that, so it really no. stood out to me. The other the other thing I want to say about the hookshot is that it I think it really enhanced dungeon ingenuity and how they design dungeons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's not just a cool weapon. It's they really wove it into uh, their dungeon design in a really cool way. So I think it helped push the series forward. Well, John, that's a great segue because which dungeon in the series is the best? And I think you should start, John. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I, the one I love the most is probably the Water Temple from A Link to the Past. Um, but I also really love the Water Temple from Ocarina of Time. So basically any Water Temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, we have to play with... Oh, sorry, go are ahead. You, are you talking about the, in the swamp, in the dark world? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, any any dungeon where you have to like manage the level of the water, um, 
I don't know. I, I, I think, especially the one in Ocarina of Time, is it's just a really ingen- ingenious design. Um, and that's, I think, it's perfectly timed in the game, too, because by that time you are uh, adept at, with the controls. So by the time you get there, it's just a joy to navigate. Everybody else? Uh, I, I, you know, there's a lot of levels, uh, obviously, but one that stuck out to me, mm-hmm. I remember, was the Skyward Sword, the uh, Lenuru, how do you say that, mining facility, the one where it's like the time, uh, you have to like hit time yeah, switches, yeah. and like things change, and yet the puzzles were based on like time, and I thought that was such a cool, because this stone. is the Wii, somehow like they had like multiple like, you know, uh, future and past type things. I, you know, they pulled that off somehow on the Wii. So I, uh, you know, I really, I, I enjoyed that level. That's the last one I could think. I mean, there's, again, I, you know, there's plenty of them, but like that, that was the one that jumped out at me. Yeah, that and the sand ship too, I think also had those elements. Those were really cool. Probably mm-hmm. the coolest part about Skyward Sword. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can jump in. Uh, I do have a couple honorable mentions, real quick. <laughs> uh, the Spirit Temple from Ocarina of Time, the mm. Sand Ship from Skyward Sword, like we just said. I like the Temple of Time in um, Twilight Princess. I will give Twilight Princess that. Oh. Um, but my winner is, um, I'm going to try to say this name right, uh, the Korgu Chide Shrine from Breath of the Wild, which you may know better as Eventide Island. Where they oh, drop you yeah. there, you lose all your weapons, everything you've uh, accrued over the course of this game, and you have to go through this whole kind of like guerrilla style of getting, you know, getting, clawing your way to get a few weapons to to make this dungeon. And there's all these dangerous enemies. It's so cool. It's probably my favorite experience from uh, Breath of the Wild. I just thought that was so cool. And considering a lot of the shrines are pretty blah in uh in breath of the wild it's not necessarily the best part of that game i thought that that dungeon if we want to call it that it was so cool my favorite thing about that too is like even a lot of things breath of the wild you had to like someone had to either tell you about it or you had to like what the hell is that thing over there and you'd like jump out and somehow try to make have enough stamina to get over to that uh just so you just kind of stumbled and this is a whole like you know thing and uh, what now? Have you played? Do you have any of the DLC for Breath of the Wild at all? Uh, I do not know. Oh, I, I was wondering what your thoughts have, are. Yeah. What, what the thoughts are on the Eventide Island versus uh, like the trial for the Master Sword? That that things they're, they're mm-hmm. similar. Uh, they give you nothing in the beginning of the trial of the Master Sword, and you have to kind of build it up over. I don't know. I haven't beaten it yet, but over a ton of like thirty levels or something. Oh yeah. I, I'm, I should get the DLC. Why haven't I done that? Yeah, I, I, it's, I got the motorcycle. That's pretty great. Driving around on the motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the DLC adds a full fifth dungeon, Christian. So, yeah, oh, it's, nice. it's worth it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm going to do it. Um, Jeremy, did you answer? Uh, no. I I was actually going to say uh, the the same answer as Dan. Um, but I as my next honorable mention, it would probably be the... Divine Beasts slash Hyrule Castle of uh, mm-hmm. Hy- of Breath of the Wild. I, I think the ingenuity of taking puzzle solving into 3D to a different perspective of what that means of puzzle solving, you know, making altering the dungeon itself to allow you to solve the du- the puzzles within a dungeon. Uh, I thought it was really really ingenious. 
uh, and I had a lot of fun in all of them. Uh, and then Hyrule Castle is just, it's breathtaking. It's, it's really fun to like see a, a really expansive dungeon in that world where you're not limited by not being able to climb on walls anymore and go in between levels. You can go wherever you want, figure it out. What? I had a lot of fun doing that. I thought was cool about the the sound, like the way they use the soundtrack of Breath of the Wild is like there was there's not much of an overture or anything, but then like when you get into that Hyrule Castle in Breath of the Wild, that's when it really starts to come in. So like everything just kind of like I don't know, it got me when I was it got me ready to go for that. It's, oh yeah, it is. It I I think it's the best version of Hyrule Castle. Um, that we've ever seen in the series. It's so fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout out to, um, there's a dungeon in A Link Between Worlds. I think it's, um, I think it's in the Dark World. I think it's uh, the Turtle Rock dungeon where it's like oh, the yeah. ice, it's the ice dungeon, that it, but it's stacked on top of itself so you can see all the way down to the molten core. Uh, and you, you know, you go through these, progress through these different levels of dropping down and going back up and dropping down, but it uses the, the 3DS uh, 3D so well, and it's just such a visually amazing, cool dungeon to go through in that game. And it's really hard. It's late in the game. It might it's, be it's, called it's, the Ice Ruins. It, I think it's the Ice Ruins, yeah. Um, yeah, it's so good. I was I was replaying a link between worlds, and when I got to that dungeon, I was just like, "Oh, this is like I love looking. I love looking at this. Like I keep I keep the 3D on when I play that game because oh. it just uses it so well. But that dungeon in particular, I was like, "This is fantastic. Oh my god, so cool. Nice. I forgot about that one. Uh, we've been so positive, but now I have to ask a potentially bad question, which is which dungeon in the series is the worst? <laughs> Well, having just played the original Legend of Zelda for the very first time, Dungeon 6 sucks. It is too hard. It took me so many tries. And then I do uh, Dungeon 7, 8, and 9 are a breeze. Dungeon 6 is too hard, Nintendo. You messed up that time. Um, so that one. And also Bottom of the Well from Ocarina of Time is way too creepy for a 10-year-old boy playing that game for the first time. I didn't like so the, I didn't like the water temple in Ocarina of Time. I I, I think that I, I I don't it's been a while since I played that, but I remember when I approached that the first time, it was just like, all right, well, I, I'm not having fun playing this game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people had issue with the equipping and unequipping of the iron boots. Apparently, that mm -hmm. was I didn't I didn't think it was a problem, but a lot of people complained about that. Oh, I love that temple. Yeah, me too. I liked it too. They they supposedly fixed it for the 3DS version um, because there's there's signs in the temple. Like they changed some of the signs so they're a little easier to see for like uh -huh. raising and lowering the water level. Um, yeah, and you're just, able yeah. to. Uh, it used to be you had to press start, put the boots on, uh, press start again, and mm -hmm. then do it. Now you can do it with just a button. The quick, yeah. That does that does save you some time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, John, what's the worst dungeon? Um, well, I'm going to make enemies by saying this, but I, I think some of the early shrines in Breath of the Wild are terrible. Um, and I don't know if we consider those dungeons, but the fact that maybe, maybe I shouldn't consider them dungeons. Um, they're mi just, like mini dungeons. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, so I don't really ones. count them as dungeons. Are you talking uh, about like where you get the 
the different powers like magnesis and, and no just like the some of the um maybe i phrased it wrong not the early ones but just some of the first ones you encounter that aren't like ones where you get a special power that are just like a really pale version of portal mm. <laughs> um, i i love that what did you not like about them <laughs> oh i just it didn't feel it didn't feel like zelda it just felt like we stepped into a valve game for a second sweet um <laughs> they didn't they didn't do anything to i think enhance the lore some you know i mean some of them were fun some of them were you know legitimately like cool puzzles but i i think there's there was just some that would throw away um but if we don't if we're not counting those as dungeons um i mean the first couple of dungeons in zelda 2 are not really anything to write home about hmm. um i mean that's a whole different beast too so maybe i shouldn't even count that um but those dungeons are pretty forgettable. Yeah. As far as the shrines go, I will say any shrine where you had to tilt the switch oh, to make yeah. is the worst For dungeon. sure, for sure. That did not work as well as they thought it did, and I did not need to do that five different times. It was definitely a lot harder if you had it connect your controllers connected to the switch. Mm-hmm. It was significantly easier if you had them detached. Like, oh man. There... There is a shrine that really plays on that though, where like you have to like get the ball like rolling through the thing and like tilt it back and forth. But if you mm-hmm. tilt the controller all the way around, it flips the surface in the game all the way over, and it's really easy to do. Oh, like, yeah. it's, really? it's a hidden that. secret. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like oh, I mean. can just turn it all the way over. This is great. Oh, interesting. That's how yeah. I beat those levels. I I wasn't a fan of those either. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like there's a maze on one side, mm-hmm. uh, so you have to slowly navigate it. But when you turn it around, it's just a flat plane. Mm-hmm. So you just it just goes immediately to where it needs to go. It's yeah, that was really cool. Also, yeah. I don't know if this. Sorry, uh, I don't know if this is a dungeon. What is a dungeon, you guys? Let's have a whole podcast That's... about what a dungeon is. Yeah, yeah, you uh, know, segue. What? What? Like, it, you all decide what is a dungeon. I, I, let's let's. I mean, listen to this. But, so but real quick, I was gonna say like the the swamp. The first swamp, Twilight, um, whatever you call it, in Twilight Princess, where you're the dog, you're the wolf, oh, going through the suck. swamp. Yeah. Just because it's all it is is just doing the the jump with what's it set that little shit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is not even challenging to do those jumps, so it's like not a, even a platforming challenge really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just also I just hate playing as the wolf in that game. So yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. horrible. Uh, yeah. That game's real real bad. <laughs> I don't really have a, a strong opinion here, uh, partially because I haven't replayed uh, all these games yet. Uh, but I, I think probably the the Ice Palace in A Link to the Past, oh. where it's just really frustrating to get hit, and then you're you're sliding along ice, and you just don't have as much control, and you you slide off an edge, not really because you did anything wrong. It's just because you got a lot going on, and it's slippery. There's also a way to screw yourself over in the Ice Palace. Um, that, like, there's something with one of the keys where if you use one of the keys, like if you pick it up, but then you go back up and use it at the wrong point, it's hard to progress. Like you have to leave the dungeon and get the cane of Samara or something. It's oh, really God. weird. Like, there's a way you can accidentally screw yourself over in that dungeon if you're not careful. <laughs> 
I've got a couple of questions coming up. They're both music related. Um, which song in the series is the best? And it has to be a song that does not repeat, so it only appears in one game. So I, this may be cheating, but I thought it it answered the question uh, correctly as as given. You tell me if this is this is uh, unable to be given. Uh, I'm gonna say the Dark World theme from A Link to the Past. It is the same theme and a link between worlds, though, for low rule. Uh, it is a good song. Thought. It is a good song. So that that's still yeah, only because it. I guess because uh, you know, a link between worlds is just basically it's this a sequel. Yeah. Right. It uses a lot of the same. It's right, hard. That... I mean, a lot of these themes repeat. I mean, it's hard to find one that definitely isn't in any other game. So you're forgiven. Uh, in that case, I'll say Lost Woods from, uh, or Kakiri, Kokiri, uh, uh, from Kokiri Forest from Ocarina of Time. Nice. I wanted to hear you try pronouncing it a couple more times. <laughs> <laughs> I can go as long as you want. We just, we just need 30 minutes of Jeremy trying to pronounce this one Kokiri? Kokiri? Here's your goddamn seeds! Um... Dan, what about you? What, what's your answer? I got. I, I'm. I'm gonna have some honorable mentions. Uh, <laughs> that's my thing that I like to do. Honorable mentions. <laughs> uh, um, I uh, my first honorable mention: Gruta Valley. Um, nice. And the kind of time. Uh, second one is Tall Tall Heights: Link's Awakening. Uh, those those themes. I don't know. I just really like this. But like, and it's just it's mainly because of, uh, you know, Link's Awakening being the first my first entry into it. But um, uh, Ballad of the Windfish is my favorite Zelda song. That's there the, you, go. That's you my know favorite. that that Tao Heights like the soundtrack the re- the soundtrack to the remake on Switch is so amazing. But that Tao Heights yeah. remake music that they did is so fantastic. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, somebody else? Uh, yeah. So, um, to take a page out of Dan's book, I'll uh, have some honorable <laughs> mentions as well. Um, the Ballad of the Goddess from Skyward Sword is very good. Uh, I like the Wind Waker theme song, which is that that's you know when you like the do 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 that one. Um, I sang it beautifully, so you definitely know. Wait, how does that I mean. go again? Do 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 that one. Um, they just—it's just when the opening titles, and I think maybe the credits too. Mm. Um, and uh, also Gerudo Valley, but I, my favorite, and maybe this doesn't count either because it's also in Majora's Mask because they use the same things. But Song of Storms is my favorite mm. Zelda song. Um, and I think oh, it's yeah, just Song of Storms. Games. Uh, I love that song so much. It's maybe my favorite song. Who knows? John? Uh, well, my favorite song, that, but I'm, it's, I'm pretty sure it's used in multiple, is the Kakariko Village theme from um, A Link to the Past. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, th- uh, the Song of Healing from Majora's Mask is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, most of the music, actually, Majora's Mask probably has some of the best like one of the best, if not the best soundtrack, I think it's got an amazing music. Um, and I'm just going to say it and everyone's going to yell at me, but I think the palace theme from Zelda two is 
pretty awesome. Yeah, there's a reason yeah, it's yeah. in Smash Brothers. Yep. Yep. Um, it is. I mean, the pal- the most of the dungeons in that game again are are crap, but that music is great. Uh, I'm gonna once again give a shout out to Skyward Sword and say um, Fee's theme, Fi's theme, however you say her name. Mm-hmm. Um, her theme is really, really fantastic. Yeah, um, at the end there when uh, she's saying goodbye to him. Is yeah, very nice. yeah, they they turn it into just a full piano piece, and it's it's really good. It's it's a fantastic piece of music. Uh, this nicely dovetails into my next question: uh, Which overworld has the best? so i mean i i do think you know link between worlds for both the um uses the essentially the main theme in both the light and the dark world that a link to the past had but i think their Mm -hmm. orchestrated version is a little stronger so i would go with them but i will say i listened to all the different overworld themes in preparation for this, because I wanted to make sure there wasn't something I was forgetting. Mm-hmm. I've never played Spirit Tracks, mm. but their overworld theme is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that one a lot, so that might be enough to get me to actually play those terrible DS games. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, agree with Christian. I, I, This was really fun to get into and research. And for anybody that is also trying to answer this question, there's a YouTube... Uh, a video of just all the overworld themes back to back to back. Uh, and that was really fun to, to skip around and listen to. But Link Between Worlds really took it from me. Not, not surprising for me, because uh, Link to the Past and Link Between Worlds have been some of my favorite games for Zelda. And I'm guessing that has a lot to do with my choice. Uh, I also found that Wind Waker had a really really solid overworld theme it somehow takes that maritime feel and represents it really well in in the music Uh, and i was really surprised by that Uh, some other things that i thought uh, along the way this journey um, is that the the ocarina of times overworld theme is very different Mm -hmm. compared to a bunch of the other ones it's not it's not the main melody. It's like beginning a day type of feel. And it was that was kind of interesting to find. And yeah, it's it's interesting because you barely hear that that classic theme in that game at all. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because the overworld theme for Majora's Mask is the original theme. So it's weird that that for that weird offshoot quirky game, they went back to the original theme for the overworld. But for Ocarina of Time, their, their kind of flagship 3D one, they use just something completely different. It's interesting. I better you better believe that they got some feedback on that. Probably. <laughs> like where where's the goddamn theme? <laughs> uh, I also want to give a, a really quick shout out to the uh, the purified dragon section of the Overworld theme for Breath of the Wild, where you're uh, sorry spoilers uh, when you're coming across a dragon and the Overworld theme changes uh to that like oh there's a dragon nearby that is really uh, it's it's emotional i I think think that theme is actually from skyward sword oh i think it's the theme of the dragons from skyward sword i think it's the actually same piece of music yeah i i would i'll need to look it up after the podcast but i think it's the same music which is a nice you know tip of the hat oh sure Uh, yeah um Dan, what about you? 
Um, this one didn't have a thing about repeating, right? Okay. I, I, I was just actually, <laughs> I, I was actually just looking at listening to some, uh, some different ones. I, you know, I think the overworld theme that's used in like, again, the Link's Awakening, Colon and Island, I, I thought it was really great. Um, and they reuse it for Orgle's uh, ages and seasons. Um, but I always really love that. I, I, you know, I, I have, I have, I need to brush up on some of the, the other themes. There's a, there's a, there's a YouTube video with just all of the themes, and I'm kind of skimming through them uh, a little bit right now. I just want to, just to make sure that I know what, because uh, at first I was like, what do you mean by overworld? Just like the over, I guess the, the general theme. Um, yeah, so it's not always that. the same thing as the main theme. It's the one when you're just walking around in between dungeons, whatever's playing kind yeah. of a loop. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, then for sure. <laughs> yeah, the crickets. yeah, yeah. The crickets. And, uh, no, no. I, 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 yeah, I'd, I'd stick with the uh, column theme for now, or the see the, the the Game Boy Zelda theme, I guess, in this case. John, what about you? Uh, I would agree with the link between worlds. Um, I would have said uh, a link to the past before that came out, mm-hmm. but I think Same. Christian's right. It does um, uh, expand the the music of that game really, really beautifully. I also, yeah, I agree with Jeremy on the breath of the wild. I, the music in that game is really used. I think really geniusly. Is that a word? Geniusly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, in the way it kind of just kind of creeps in at different moments. Um, so, uh, that'll be, that, that's a special shout out. Wait, did you answer the question? Wait. Yeah. yeah. Link between worlds. Oh, okay, great. Um, yeah. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to my fourth favorite Zelda game. I think Twi- I think Twilight Princess has the has a fantastic overworld theme. It smacks oh, it smacks yeah, no. it smacks a little bit of John Williams, but I, I don't say that in a bad way. That's a very good compliment, and it's so bombastic, and I love it. It's I it's I, I I think the Twilight Princess theme song is is uh, overworld song is good and all. I'm just so disappointed to hear that's in your top five favorite games. <laughs> well, I thought you would be happy to know it's number four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, it doesn't even come close to four. So uh, we have two questions left, just to keep us on track. This is a surprise question. You did not know this was coming. Ooh. What? Which game? Ooh. Which game has the best soundtrack? And the composite, oh, the, a... the, the the quality well, of the compensation or the uh, compositions does not matter. So like chip tune, that that does not matter. You know, like that's okay. Uh, I I think I've already answered that question. Majora's Mask, I think for me. Yeah. Um, it's just there's such beautiful songs and there's such cool bizarre songs. Um, it's a really really memorable <clears throat> soundtrack. Have you ever seen the Symphony of the Goddess tour, John? No. Oh uh, yeah, they're um, they're Majora's Mask uh, medley that they put into yeah. the tour. Sometimes is is fantastic. Yeah, but I also want to give a shout out. It's not, it wouldn't even be in my top three or four, but Zelda two actually has really great music for its time. Hmm. Oh. I've heard some of it covered and I've I thoroughly enjoy it covered. So I would uh that would be fun to go back and listen to. Uh my my thought uh and I this is I I, I haven't really paid too much attention to the music in terms of like an overall composition uh and and an album sort of thing, but I would guess uh, Skyward Sword uh, for me in terms of it was really 
well done and, and orchestrated and it was full symphonic and it it's it's gorgeous it's beautiful so uh for me i'm gonna say a pretty i'm pretty sure about this a link between worlds not only because it has like a very nicely orchestrated version of a lot of a link to the past songs but there's also the milk bar where the musicians <laughs> play uh, classic songs from throughout the series, get songs from Skyward Sword, songs from all over. So that kind of, I'm cheating a little bit, um, because that kind of gives you a sampling of the music from all the games. And it has cheat. a very nice orchestrated version of, you know, some of the classic hits. So Link all Between out. Worlds. Thank you. Did everybody answer? Who am I missing? No, I, yeah. it, it, I'm, I'm agreeing with Link, Link, Link Between Worlds. I'm listening to it right now. I, I have uh, this fear it, you're just listening to full soundtracks on YouTube right now, Dan. I've been playing Zelda for all my life. Uh, no, I haven't played all. I, I, in anticipation for the Symphony of Goddess concert, uh, I played all of the games, um, but that was like 10 years ago. So I have... Or was it? Yeah, it was like 10 years ago. So I, I haven't replayed a lot of these games to like listen to the, the soundtracks again. So I have to be reminded of that. And I haven't played uh, Link Between Worlds since I got a, you know, since it came out for the 3DS. Um, so I wanted to be able to kind of a- answer it accurately. I do, man, they're all really good. Uh, one song I forgot to mention before, uh, as honorable mention, was the, what's that song? The the guy with the accordion plays in Breath of the Wild. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, the, the storyteller. Cass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that's oh, a that great song a too. Song. That's a great song. But um, yeah, I, I don't want to cop out and say like the ones that I really remember are like the ones that I played early on. Um, but like I, I think Between Worlds is a pretty great soundtrack. So I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm just gonna go with that answer. Oh man, gosh. Uh, Quick question: What's your favorite instrument? In <laughs> oh man! <laughs> like instrument to hear or instrument that you play instrument in the game? Oh, it's, it's always, it, it always gets an instrument. Yeah, it's got to be the ocarina. Time. Ocarina for yeah. sure. It's the ocarina. Uh-huh. They've they've yeah. never done it right. Like the the wolf howling is stupid, and I like oh, Twilight God. Princess. And the 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 harp in Skyward Sword it is also pretty dumb. It did not work well. Yeah. It doesn't work well. And Fee it. singing is just creepy. She's just like, ah, ah, I'm like, are you, what are you doing? Just open the door. In the Wind Waker, you just get a baton. Like it's not. Even... <laughs> it's a wand. It's a wand. I think uh, was it Link's Awakening? All the all the, the items you get for beating in dungeons are all instruments. Oh, those are also pretty cool. But yeah, but because yeah. ocarina, but you know, not items. Yeah, ocarina, and I think I guess, one yeah. is an ocarina. But yeah, ocarina of time is so much. A, it's important in both Majora's Mask and ocarina, and it's like what the whole game's about. So it's hard to not say that. All right, and Link to the Past. That's they have it in Link's Awakening too. You, you have like three songs for it. Nice. All right. Here's oh, right, yeah. here's here's the big question, everybody. We got a few minutes left, and we're gonna try. We're gonna go around, and you're gonna tell me your top five Zelda games. Obviously, number one is is your number one. Um, and then once we all know our top fives, we're going to try and assemble uh, a list. You know, come up with a, a master list of, of our top five. We'll see. We may not have enough time to do all that. So <laughs> I have I have Excel open. I am doing the math. All right. Well, well, Christian, keep that Excel sheet open, but don't lose your audio and make sure it's I still recording. I won't. <laughs> um, so, Christian, let's start with you. What's your top five? All right. At number five, we have The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. 
Uh, it's definitely a game that has some problems, but I just think the storytelling uh, is so strong in that game. I, I really like the dungeons in that game, and it's just, uh, I think it's kind of the best um, best example of the character of Princess Zelda and Link and their relationship, and I just thought it was all really, really cool. Uh, number four, I'm going to say A Link Between Worlds. I think it, 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 it's also kind of taking the place of A Link to the Past here, too. I think it's just kind of a, a perfected version of A Link to the Past um, with a lot of cool things added. Uh, I just had a, a great time with that game. I think it's the best 2D Zelda game. Number three, The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, for all the obvious reasons. And number two, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I've already waxed poetic about how much I love that game. And number one, I think will be the same as many people, uh, uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay, great. Uh, Jeremy, take it away. Cool. Uh, so I, I'm going to reshuffle that uh, a little bit. And I'm going to say at number five, we're going to have Wind Waker. Uh, I loved the art style. I love that it did something different with the, the story. Uh, it put Zelda in a, a cool character position uh, while still feeling very, like, very much like a classic structure of a Zelda game. Uh, number number four, I'm going to say Ocarina of Time. I I love the game. I think it's aged uh, not as well as some other uh, Zelda games. This is why it's fallen from like one and two and three down to, to four. Um, then I have Link to the Past and A Link Between Worlds. They are very close, uh, but uh, I love them for different reasons. Uh, Link to the Past is, was my favorite for a very long time. And Link Between Worlds beat it out because, like Christian said, it's basically a better version of it. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, and then number one is, is uh, a drum roll of uh, Breath of the Wild. It's, it's great. Dan. Uh, okay, so number five. I'm going to put Minish Cap, Legends of the Minish Cap. I, really? Not, yeah. I, man, have I you guys it. ever played that game? No. I think I played the first yeah. fifth of it. Yeah, I I played it over like a summer you know, during my, you know, whatever, playing all the games. And um, there's certain ver certain things about Zelda games I really love, like little collectibles, little kind of secrets you can find to upgrade stuff. And, uh, you know, this is this is probably one of the last, I think this is the last uh, Zelda game that Capcom made. And, um, you know, this, I just, I was surprised because I didn't think I was going to like it. It has the kind of a little bit of a cartoony art style, but I like the, the, the miniaturization part where you can find little secrets here and there. I really, I really enjoy that. Um, for Oracle of Ages and Seasons, um, you can kind of see where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, the, I'm counting them both as four because I, I liked how, um, well, you know, I grew up with a, with a, I have a twin brother. So like, you know, if he got one game, I got the other. And we did that with Pokemon and we did that with uh, the Oracle games too. So it was really cool to like play a full game and then be able to swap and then still have parts, uh, you know, parts of uh, each, uh, you can like you get a code at the end of the game. You can get extra bonuses in the second game when you play it. So that was really cool how they combined those. And, and Capcom also made that. Uh, Link Between Worlds is number three uh, for me. And I don't know. I so Link Between Worlds is a great game. Um, I don't have like I, I didn't play Link's um, Link to the Past uh, for a while. Like. <laughs> 
probably way after the SNES came out. So like I was late to playing that as well. But I really, I really love the 3D and I love the the, the mechanics. And I also kind of liked I liked Link of the Past. So I liked how what Link Between Worlds did that. Obviously, Link's Awakening is number two, and um, replaying Link's Awakening for the Switch. I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm 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 basing my number two on like nostalgia and where I was when I found out that game and it it, it discovered Zelda. Like that's how I found out about Zelda and what it was and all this other stuff. So that's where I'm put there. I think fundamentally as a game, now playing through the Switch game, it's there there are there are better Zelda games. I think that maybe Link Between Worlds has better mechanics. It's a little fine tuned, but I do. I always, I always love that game and the, everything that involves with it. And then, of course, number one, I think we're all going to agree, is Spirit Tracks. <laughs> <laughs> good I'm overworld kidding. game, I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's good. I mean, there were I, there were fun things about Spirit Tracks. Uh, like, they, they kind of expanded upon the Phantom Hourglass, like, cool touchscreen way to throw rings and stuff. But overall, I just, I just wanted to play, like, most of these Zelda games I want to play... Um, I, I I want to play like to finish and complete everything, get all the secrets. But Spirit Tracks, I was just done. I just wanted to be done with that game. You're but Breath of the Wild, around, it's, fine. it's it, well the part like they try to have you explore different areas on a train. It's like I don't want to ride a train everywhere. I just want to. <laughs> this is uh, uh, so Breath of the Wild is, is my number one. And, uh, that's, <laughs> so Breath that's, of the Wild beats Spirit Tracks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know it's controversial, but that's that's how I that's how I feel. Uh, about it. Uh, John, I, I really want to hear your list. Oh, let's go, girls. <laughs> uh, uh, number five is uh, a link between worlds. Uh, I think it's a fantastic game. It's the best of the handheld games that I've played. Um, and it's the one game that has a gimmick that I think actually in, really truly enhances the game. Um, the being able to uh, slide along the walls, turn 2D. Um, so I love that game, number five. Uh, number four uh, is Ocarina of Time. It's... Uh, a, a leap forward for the series it's a it's a really great game um, i do agree with jeremy that it hasn't aged as well as some others um, the controls are a little clunky the scale of the game is really small uh, comparatively to others um, but it has um, great gameplay great story one of the best ending images of any game ever zelda or otherwise um Number three is the original Legend of Zelda. Mm, wow. Um, it's immensely uh, playable to this day. It broke so much ground for its time. For, I mean, you have to remember it came out in, what, 85? Um, mm -hmm. When most RPGs were completely unplayable Ultima-type dungeon crawlers. Um, it was immensely accessible uh varied great music i agree dungeon six it's a nightmare <laughs> christian um it's so but, hard but it it just inspired so much and it's a game that just gives me so much joy to this day that it's really kind of amazing that 35 years ago they were able to come up with something like that um number two is breath of the wild uh it's just an incredible incredible game uh, as we all know, we've all played it and spent hundreds of hours playing it. Uh, it's beautiful. It's sweeping. It's epic. Uh, it's got really nuanced, fine 
finely detailed touches that stand out. Um, but I don't think it's the best Zelda game. Uh, I think, and partially why I don't think it's the best Zelda game is that I think it's um, so many things that make that up until Breath of the Wild that I've made a Zelda game a Zelda game uh, aren't aren't part of that game or are put on the back burner. And not to say that it's for that I made the game worse. Like the fact that there's not really that many dungeons or real true dungeons in it. Um, uh, there's just some things that I think that were missing for me for a full Zelda experience. And so that's why my number one is A Link to the Past. Yeah. Um, because I think it's the game that consciously or subconsciously every other Zelda game is measured against. Um, as Christian said offline, it's the perfected version of the original. Um, the perfected version of Legend of Zelda. It is balanced to me. It's a pretty much a flawless game. Um, it's the controls, the puzzles, the dungeons, the story, the graphics, the, the music. It's all... It knocks it out of the park on all fronts. And I get that it is limited compared to what we... The epic scope of Breath of the Wild. But I just... I, I'm a firm believer that a bigger game doesn't always mean better. Um, so it is my number one. And I mean, if you want to talk about leap forward for the series, take a look at you know the graphic and gameplay for one and two, and then step it up against Link to the Past, and it is Link to the Link to the Past is just like light years ahead. Mm-hmm. So to oh. me, it, it, it best it's the best game that captures the spirit of what a Zelda experience is, if that makes sense. <clears throat> No, that's that's all great. Uh, hmm. And then my number number zero <laughs> is Phantom Hourglass. No. Spirit, Spirit, yeah, Spirit tracks, Spirit tracks, Spirit tracks. Well, Phantom Spirit Hourglass tracks. is good. Is, is, is pretty good too. They did a really good job with like, I don't know, just c- customizing all these different things per the system. Like Phantom Hourglass takes really good like use of the DS screen and stuff. You're you're dragging him around with a stylus, like you're blowing into stuff to make. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll talk about the DS Zelda. Didn't make my top five. I'm just saying <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was cool how they did it. Yeah. Um, I'll throw out my list real quick, and then and then we'll try and assemble a master list here. So number five for me is a link to the past. Uh, it just it just set a lot of gaming industry Zelda standards. Uh, that bleed into the series to follow. Um, my number four, as I mentioned earlier, is Twilight Princess. I think Twilight Princess is just a, a different version of Ocarina of Time, and I'm totally convinced that somewhere in an alternate reality, Nintendo released Twilight Princess right after Ocarina of Time and then did Wind Waker, uh, which, you know, let people like Wind Waker a lot better when it came out rather than throwing a hissy fit when it did come out. Um, and apparently never released Majora's Mask in this alternate universe. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Uh, my number three is Wind Waker. Uh, it's I just recently replayed it, and it's 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 just good. It's just really good, and the cell shaded. I mean, we don't really talk about graphics, but the the the, the production design, I guess, for lack of a better term, really holds up. Uh, Did you play HD or just the regular one? HD. I played the HD one. I haven't never played the HD one. Yeah, it, and it fi- the HD one fixes just a few small quibbles with the game that make it a little that make it a little more digestible. Um, my number two is a link between worlds. I 
I can't believe that that something surpassed a link to the past for me, but a link between worlds I do think is better. It it wears the coat of a link to the past, but what's underneath it is far different. And the the whole gameplay mechanic of merging onto walls really just works so well. And and shaking up the formula of being able to do the dungeons and and in any order that you want and renting the items, but also upgrading the items. Um, I just think there's just a lot there that is fantastic. Uh, and then Breath of the Wild is is my number one because uh, I freaking love that game. All right. Uh, all right. So, so we have a we, clear, got? we have a clear four swords. Four swords. <laughs> four, four swords. Sword. Here we go. The number oh, four swords adventures. <laughs> Honorable mention: the Wii U tech demo. <laughs> <laughs> it does look pretty good. I still can't Cross, wait to play that game. Crossbow training. Yeah. All right. Fifth place is the Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. With seven Ooh. points. Okay. Okay. Then in fourth place is The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time with eight points. Okay. That's a good place for it. Great, great. In third place, the bronze medal is The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Oh. Great game. Ooh. Great, great. Silver medal goes to The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds. And the best game... For The Legend of Zelda is Breath of the Wild. According, according to these five people here. All right, Wait, all what, right. What was, what was number five again? Number five was Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Oh, so you just said exactly my list. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Oh. Exactly Jeremy, you are so, on the pulse. So, Jeremy. Yeah, so, you're right. That is exactly your list. Jeremy, you, know, you are, you are the saying. host now. You're the host, Jeremy. You, this is now your <laughs> podcast. Uh, thank you all for being here. It has been wonderful <laughs> talking uh, about the Legend of Zelda series with you all. Uh, I think that list is, is adequate. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I don't think it would lead anyone astray. I'm not mad about it. No. I'm not. I'm not mad. Twilight um, Princess isn't there. I'm a happy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it is fair to say that as far as like game series go, like even when a Zelda game is bad, it's generally better than like eighty percent of games. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Oh, oh sure. You know? it's still Twilight great. Princess is still a lot of fun. Like I just yeah, I give yeah. It a hard time. It's just and compared to the rest of them, it's just not as good. Like Zelda Two, which is probably the worst of the games yeah, i think we yeah. can all agree on is like it's still better than half of the nas games like <laughs> it, it, compared to castlevania 2 it is yeah like oh. there it, it it actually plays pretty well comparatively it's no mega man 2 i mean no we, of course of course <laughs> i thought it was interesting that when they made skyward sword i i mean i saw a connection between skyward sword and zelda 2 in that zelda 2 you have to touch like the enemies like you have to time where you're gonna hit them, you know, with the shields, whether they go up or down. You have to actually like time how they want to do that. I thought that was an interesting thing they kind of carried over. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I thought that was cool in Skyward Sword. The enemy, the ordinary moblins were way more difficult than they'd ever been. The con- the combat in Zelda Two is very visceral. Uh, like your strikes really do matter where you aim, and I, I think that kind of bleeds into Skyward Sword. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so we learned a few things. First off, we all need to play Minish Cap, apparently. <laughs> yeah, with you a chance. It's, it's a fun game. Um, yeah, and... Uh, That's the GBA, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotta find one of those, I guess. We'll just emulate it. Yeah. Oh, oh that's Jeremy. illegal, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, we can't say that. 
Well, I mean, I mean, there might be a way we use in the in Wii Shop or the. If you want to do it legally, I think you can get it through like maybe the 3DS eShop. I'm not. It was on, on. They that, did but... release it on the Wii U Virtual Console. Um, oh so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do have it actually. I bought it on the Wii U Virtual Console. I just haven't played it. I should do that. When are we going to do an episode where we just complain that there isn't a Virtual Console on the Switch yet? <laughs> Oh, we'll we'll get there. I mean, now we need to apparently do this with maybe Mega Man or yeah. Mario. Yeah. You know? Mario for sure. Uh, yes, Mario. You know, we've got we've got the time, gentlemen, and 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 just so we all know, supposedly this is the 35th anniversary of Mario, and that there are some major remakes in the work for the Switch. <laughs> yeah, that's the um, rumor. Yeah, right? that's the yeah. rumor. I'm excited. So I we'll, really want to play Mario Sunshine again. I've not played well, that in t- almost 20 years, and I've, I've never good? played it. I'd love to play it. It is yeah, good. It. It's better than people give it credit for. Uh, I remember playing it and not not being very impressed. Well, we we may have to do a do this for what, do what we did here for Zelda today for uh, Mario in the not too distant future. So, uh, gentlemen, we've got to wrap this up. So, real quick, um, let's go around. Um, Christian, let's start with you. Just where can people, you know, what are your social media handles? What are you working on? Where can people find you? Are, are um, you yeah. <laughs> well, right now, my name is Christian Sonic, and right now you can find me in my apartment with my dog and my fiance and almost nowhere else because we are quarantined. But uh, beyond that, I'm an actor, uh, and hopefully I'll get a chance to do that again real soon. Um, I'm also a playwright. Um, and I'll, I'm in Chicago for now, but by the time we can all go outdoors, I will hopefully be in New York and not uh, suffering from the coronavirus. So keep stay tuned. Oh, and uh, I'm, I'm at Masonic on Twitter. Perfect. Dan, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, um, I'm on the internet. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, uh, my, my, my Twitter handle is Ain't Got No Tweets. I don't really tweet. That's why it's ain't got no tweets. I don't. I mean, I have. Uh, there's a project that I finished a while ago called Weird Booze Weekend. Uh, check that out. It's Weird Booze Weekend Chicago. I also have a podcast that I haven't done episodes of in a while. I might start that up again. It's called Talking Wild, where I interview animals. Um, and I think that's yeah. That's, otherwise, I'm just hanging out here doing uh, my regular job. So nice, Jeremy. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Wrath of Connie or Smart Yeti Creative. I am uh, most of my time nowadays is spent on running my company, Smart Yeti, which is a marketing uh, consultancy that uh, focuses a lot on corporate. But every now and then we get to do cool web series or video shorts and stuff like that. And uh, follow me if you want to follow along on that journey. Nice. John? Uh, my name is John Luce, and you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at John Luce Wins. That's J O H N L O O S W I N S. And also, you can find me on um, my podcast, Los Angeles of Hollywood Podcast. It's a completely improvised comedy podcast about fake celebrities. Uh, you can find that on anywhere you find podcasts uh, or on Twitter at Lost Angels Pod. Perfect. Uh, I've been your host, Chris Bashan. You can find me on, on Instagram on, uh, as my name, Chris Bashan. Uh, my Twitter, Chris Bashan 1010. Um, I host here at Nerd Outcast Podcast. I'm based here in Los Angeles, an uh, actor out here. Uh, if you well, Obviously, we're all staying inside and trying to stay, you know, keep ourselves healthy and whatnot. 
Um, so we've got lots of content here for you to listen to. We, this is obviously our, our big Zelda deep dive, but we've got topics on uh, Star Wars from last year. Uh, we actually recently did talk about Breath of the Wild not too long ago, so that was a big episode that recently uh, released earlier. Uh, and we talked about Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, actually, which was uh, fantastic. Clone Wars just ended, so... Yeah, there's a lot to unpack, so check all that out. If you are a Mortal Kombat fan, I'm a motion capture performer, and there is new DLC coming out for Mortal Kombat 11. I can finally announce that, but I can't Woo! say I can't say anything else. So check it out at the end of May. Are you RoboCop? <laughs> I can't. You totally RoboCop. I'm not allowed to say anything, but RoboCop is in the game, and he looks awesome. So go check that out, everybody. Uh, we always take uh, topics and, and suggestions here. So if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, you can email that at nerdoutcastpodcast at gmail.com. Gentlemen, we did it. We we did it. We, did we it. never have to talk about Zelda again. Oh, Ever. but can we? We'll t- we will. We will. <laughs> we cap. You we haven't will. done a Majora's Mask podcast yet. I have not. I, we, I skipped over a few Zeldas, so we do need to go back and talk yeah. about a few. I'm surprised we didn't talk about more about Majora's Mask today. Yeah. yeah. No, nobody had oh. that on their top five. It's a great game. I, would, I love it. I would, it would be my number I would, six. I would love a podcast where the beginning of it, where it's it's Christian, a bunch of the people, it's all about Twilight Princess, and the goal of the podcast is to convince Christian to like it by the oh, end of it. Oh, that podcast <laughs> It exists. It didn't, we didn't win. We didn't win it, that game. It is... Uh, was I part of that is, podcast? I think I was in part of that. That is the, Twilight, the, the official Twilight Princess podcast. I am an outcast just there yeah. to talk about hating Twilight Princess. I might have been yeah. there for that. You might have been. <laughs> you might have been here. You might have been, might have been there. Uh, gentlemen, let's, let's call it a night. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. I have been your host. Chris Bashan and joining me to talk about the series The Legend of Zelda have been Christian Masonic, Dan Schiffmacher, Jeremy Gunn, John Luce. Thank you, and remember, it's dangerous to go alone.